Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Making Lemonade podcast with your host, Brandon Janessa. We are just over here trying to make lemonade out of life's crazy lemons, and we're so happy you joined us. I actually meant to tell you something happened to me that was actually really nice today. And I ordered the, um, I think in the last podcast, we may have talked about this, but I ordered that card game. Oh, yeah. The, we're not really strangers. It's funny because I said something in the last one about me having to look at it every time. And yet here I am still looking at <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> and um, so I get a package today mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not expecting anything from Urban Outfitters. And I'm like, oh no, did I like order something they don't remember and I'm like okay Brando this is getting to be bad if you don't even remember what you ordered and then I open it and they sent me the same thing twice so, so like, like the same board game yes that's so nice are you gonna tell them are you gonna be honest about it okay I was thinking about that and I was like you know what maybe I'll email them and say hey like you sent me that and then I'm like yeah but then I don't want to get anyone in trouble because then mm-hmm. if you do that, then they could be like, okay, hey, well, who packaged this order? Well, you're obviously the quality control is not like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to step on anyone's toes. That's a good way of looking at it. I would have been like, for sure. <laughs> right away. Like, because I know they would have kept, like, they would have told me to keep it probably. Right. But I know I'm, I was actually thinking, it's funny that you asked that. Cause I was thinking that and I was like, should I met, should I email them? And then I'd be like, I don't want to. Ethical dilemma right there. It really, that is the definition <laughs> of an ethical dilemma. <laughs> But I'm like, hey, maybe someone else will, uh, I got to find someone else to give this to that'll want it. You're looking at her. (laughs) I'll mail it. (laughs) Um, So I think it's a good time to introduce today's topic. Mm -hmm. Take it away. What's today's topic, Brenda? Take it away. Um, So today, drum roll. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) We're going to be talking about fear it's the big old fat f word as you say fear. It's the f word. <laughs> took the words out of my mouth um yeah we're gonna be talking a lot about fear and I think with Janessa and I we've been talking about this a lot in our own lives um with each other mm-hmm. and what we fear and how to reconstruct the way we look at fear um which leads me to the question um the question of uh, do you think I mean after reading all the stuff that like I've read about fear and like the quotes in the books do you almost feel like with fear it's like an educational problem like we're taught I think early on that when we are afraid of something that it's a bad thing okay right like we should never feel afraid yeah and I mean there are some things like when you're in danger and like I know that stuff but in life like circumstances challenges and stuff like that I feel like we're kind of conditioned to think that fear is a bad thing yeah well there's like the I agree there's the what you're saying is there's the natural very adaptive response to being fearful of something that the stress response right that's Mm -hmm. normal and that's adaptive when there is a real threat to be to run away from but you're saying that it can become um debilitating or something it can impact you in a negative way if it is inappropriate right so you're thinking that we're like we're uh, conditioned from a young age to be 
fearful of things that don't necessarily require that same response. Right. Yeah. And I feel like I, so I've read this book. Um, it's called, it's, it's probably over 20 years old, but it's called feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm-hmm, and it's by that. Susan Jeffers. And I read it and that's what she kind of talked about. And I was like, you know, it's true though. Like when you're afraid of something, it's like, mm, I can't do this because I'm afraid of what people are going to think. And I'm just not mm-hmm. going to do it right now because I'm afraid. Or even like, I used to be so bad with presenting. Like I would have, I'm not even kidding you. Mm-hmm. I would have to do a presentation in university and I couldn't sleep the whole night. Like I would be tossing and turning and sweating. And I would be like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do it. I don't know. I can't. I'm afraid. I'm like, I'd be petrified, petrified. And I talked to people about it and I talked to um, my friends about it and they were saying, you know, how did you get over it? And I said, I just, I did it. I kept on doing it and I was so scared and I feel like my knees were trembling and every single one of those and I didn't get sleep in any presentation and even like like when we went to school together we had to do I think this one like debate or whatever and I remember like not sleeping for like three days yeah and I think that's kind of what I wanted to talk today because I think as people we fear a lot mm-hmm. we fear like beginnings of things we fear change we fear staying stuck. We can sometimes fear success. We can sometimes fear failing. We can sometimes fear living and dying. And I feel like it stems from an educational problem. But I think broader terms, like I'm thinking of like in order for fear, I feel like you can't grow if you don't acknowledge your fears. But when you bring up the point about um, fear being an educational problem, I think there's like another layer to that or another level where fear is also um, around us from today's perspective. Like it's around us all the time in our current world. Like we're, we're made to be, like you're saying, we're made to be afraid of things. Mm-hmm. And that's like in our general media, even then. Oh, and that's God, kind yeah. of what was coming to mind for me in the fact that like, it's no longer a natural response for us to be running away from a tiger or like somebody that we have to fight off anymore, which is when it was, what is traditionally what it was created for. Right Mm -hmm. now it's being watching the news and being afraid of like a freak accident, being afraid of a virus, being afraid of a terrorist attack, being afraid of X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And so now we're constantly in this state of fear Mm -hmm. and you're constantly having those stress hormones be released because you're always in that fear. Right. If you can't come back to the level of, homeostasis or um, come back to that natural um, level then you're constantly in that state of fear and and from that state of fear your body isn't um, is not behave like um, working in the same yeah working in the same way that it would be otherwise right you're not in that you're not it's not I know Dr. Joe Dispenza talks and says that when you're in a state of fear your body isn't um, it's not a time to think it's not a time to be creative. It's not a time to reflect and go inward. It's not a time to, to make big decisions. You, it's not that time. It's a time to, um, to fight flight or uh, freeze or, or hide, he says, but, mm-hmm. um, and so it's di- like, we had those hormones rushing through our body to give us the energy to be able to run or to do those things. And it's not a time to go inward. So you're, um, 
you're, you're literally chemically changing your body, right? So I think that to go back to the point of where I'm going with all of this on this tangent uh, with the media and you're talking about education also is like we're taught from a young age and we're bombarded with this constantly in our world to have this reaction constantly go off, right? So it's kind of like you're saying, it's also not our fault in some ways, like we're, it's around us all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way you handle that, which I love what you're going to bring up now, it sounds like is, is handling it by addressing your fears and bringing that to the light. And then, um, if you want to go on from there about, yeah. You know, and like, I think it's important to acknowledge in this setting, like trauma. And I yeah. think that there is, um, there's a difference between facing your fears and also being a victim of trauma and then going out there and re-traumatize, re-traumatizing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to just put that out there plainly because, you know, there are some people that are, you know, they have been through trauma and I'm not trying to say like, you need to man up and go and do, cause that's no, no, no. We're absolutely. Not, yeah. I don't think anyone will take it that way, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's important to bring that up. So, so I just want to, I want to make sure that, um, that is kind of laid out there mm-hmm. but what I'm saying too is like even the fear of I read I was just I'm reading that book like I was saying and they gave an example of this girl and how she was petrified of being alone and how she was married to this guy and he took care of everything but she just kind of like you know had to provide for him and she you know they called her I think it was like Janice the homemaker or something like again, bear with me. This book was written 20 years ago. So, um, she did all of that. And then she used to always say like, if something ever happened to him, like, I don't know, like I, I wouldn't survive. So I hope that I die before he does. And then years later, Janice's husband ends up dying and she has to do all these things. And she was saying how like she feared it all like she feared doing like housework like not housework but like fixing things and fixing the vacuum would break and she would have to fix it and she'd be like oh this is like I can't do this but the more that she faced that fear and the more that she continued to do it the more self-mastery she got and the more confidence that she got you remember what book this is it's the same one like the same one I said it's the feel the fear and do it anyway okay I swear I've read that before or we, my, when I've talked about it, or I've definitely heard that before. I love that. But it's so, it's so true. And they said something in the book that like, if, if everyone feels fear when approaching new situations, yet there are so many out there doing it, mm-hmm. even though they feel it, that fear, then it must mean that like fear itself is not the problem. It's the, how the individual, oh, how you perceives it. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. and there is this she talks kind of about like pain versus power and when you think about your fears do you become um debil- debilitated by thinking mm-hmm. about them and if so then you're in a state of pain and when she talks about power she doesn't necessarily mean like you know like she means kind of like power from within so like your power over your perceptions of the world, the power that you have when you react to certain situations, the power to do what is necessary for self-growth. But she kind of- reconditioning your thinking that you're saying, right? Yeah, okay. So it's like asking yourself that question, okay, let's think about my biggest fear and where am I on this continuum of pain and power? Is it debilitating me when I think about it? Or am I kind of like in the middle? 
and she has some like really cool exercises and I kind of want to just put it out there now because I like I read the book I thought a lot of things were important and Janessa and I had talked about this a lot and about things that maybe would be a good idea for like a take-home um kind of resource so if you're listening to this right now we are going to request that you head over to our Instagram page and just shoot us a DM and we have a PDF kind of um, resource about how to deal with fear, ways that you can go about doing so and how to kind of try to be more negative, try to be less negative, sorry, and how to um, work from there and coping skills. Mm-hmm. Because... Okay. I think it's important, especially with women. Um, I think it's especially predominant in women fear because we um, men have been conditioned to believe that like power being powerful is something that's good, right? Like you want to be powerful, but like in women being like extremely powerful can also be looked at as maybe like not really feminine or something like there's different constructs around that too, right? When it comes to gender and um feminism and stuff like that I mean that's a whole other but I mean she really like went on about how like pushing through fear is important and it really honestly it really it it was a lot of good material and I suggest people to read it because I think it's important yeah that's Especially, a good one like, I'll, have to, I'll have to read that one I highly recommend it. And you know what? Like she, she talks a little bit too, about like a, it's called, it was called the when and then game. And it was funny actually, cause I was at my sister's the other day and she was saying something about like, Oh, when, you know, I'm 40, then I'll, the, and I said like, Nope. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's actually like a fear construct. And she's like, of course my sister's like, Oh my God. Okay. Brenda, here we go. But she says like when people fear something that's what they do and they say like okay like when I feel better then I'll start to like do this so like if you catch yourself saying that you kind of want to be like okay let's bring that in because we need to think about that like what are we what are we fearing about doing it right now so there's some seeds that have been planted there (laughs) I love that thank you for sharing all that it's nice to know that it had like that impact on you too right and now you're applying it in your life and now we can share it with everybody that would would like to take advantage of that so that's awesome Mm um kind of on that note too something that um I think I yeah I was talking to you about um on Gaia the uh you're also on that platform as well I believe right yeah so I just started watching um it's called Transcendence um and there's an episode so it's transcendence living life live life beyond the ordinary um and so the episode I just recently watched is called overcoming fear and stress season one episode Mm. two it's about an hour long it's a good one um and there is another like extended edition that also um goes along with it and it's uh from Gabrielle Bernstein which I'm sure a lot of people know um but in the other episode that I was just about to talk about um there's a lot of um, inspirational people that I'm sure a lot of us know. And one of them, Libby Weaver, she's a nutritional uh, biochemist and bestselling author. Um, and she was talking a little bit about what you're reminding me um, about with, you were talking about being on stage or not being on stage, but um, presenting or doing mm-hmm. debates in school and how that was like so nerve wracking for you. And um, 
really, yeah, really difficult for you. Um, and I think also, I don't remember if it was while we were recording or if it was beforehand, but you and I had talked about too how um, it's all about the perception. Um, when we're being, when we're afraid, it's a lot of, a lot of the times it's the perception of the fear. Um, and so she said, this is, a, this is her saying this, uh, stress is really the achiever's word for fear. So um, now paraphrasing, example, being, being frightened of letting people down, frightened of how other people will see me. Uh, if in those moments when we feel really worked up and distressed, so when you're talking about when you're feeling shaky and you're worried and you're sweating, we can pause. Instead, we can pause and think about what we're really worried about. It's often not actually that we're running late or anxious about not replying to an email early or X, Y, and Z, but nearly always about how we perceive people are going to see us. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like super important to think about when we think about fear is it's about the perception. And so catching yourself when you have those thoughts and emotions and when they become all consuming, that's when you're in that fear loop. And so you, you can't let those control you and don't let your emotions rule you or let fear rule you. And instead change the way you think what you're saying about your, um, um, yeah, changing the way you think. And then uh, also if you want to include gratitude in it that's something that someone in the video had talked about he had um been diagnosed with cancer and had a really poor prognosis and he um and he's this is a whole other rabbit hole i'm not going to go down but if you want to watch it you can but he started talking about how um those two practices by changing the way he was thinking and adding gratitude and obviously caring for his body and doing all all these other things helped him deal with the fear of cancer Hmm. so i think that was really cool because that's a huge fear for people obviously when you're diagnosed with cancer there's a lot of fear all wrapped up in that so anyways really powerful I would highly recommend you check it out um I I really like that because honestly like I'm when you were saying all this I'm like sitting here thinking and 100% I think it's 100% it's more it's when you're stressed out about something it's it's deeper right like if you really kind of sit there and you think about it, like it's, it's the fear of, okay, what are people going to think if I take four hours to respond to this email? What are people going to think if um, I get so nervous in front of presenting in front of everybody that I just pass out? Mm-hmm. What are people going to think if I like, and it's, it is, and it's, I think like that's very true. And I think too, and I think this is so hard for people and at least it was hard for me, but something in an affirmation that I kept on you know, going through my head is I'll handle it. If it happens, I will handle it. I have to handle it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you, like whatever happens, I'll handle it. And Mm -hmm. even if you think about your life and you reflect on your life, and if you imagine a really crappy day in your life, I guarantee you like thinking of that, you'd be like, Oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. But you did, you got through it. You picked yourself up and you did it. And it's not easy. And it's, you know, there are people that you can reach out to. There are friends, there are family, there are professionals and there are things to do it. But I think the important thing is, is like not seeing fear as debilitating and not, um, not going for your goals and your dreams and what you want for yourself just because you're afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. So you're talking a little bit, I like that about, you have shared this message before, I know with me and on a podcast about that tough love with yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's okay to a certain, certain extent. And I 100% think we should do that. We should push ourselves. But then I like how you also tied in the piece to say that obviously there's a level and we need to uh, consult other people. Uh, we need to know when it's time to do that kind of a thing. Um, sorry, my dog is here. No, that's okay. I'm just like yawning and stretching and moving everything around. Okay, but um, yeah. So just um, knowing when it's it's time to is important. You can't always, like there's a time and a place to push yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And now I forget where I was going with that. Oh, um, um, in terms of the, I like the affirmations you were talking about too. Um, another one that I, um, I use is that like, I can do hard things and I've done hard things before. Um, and I know that's kind of like very simple and some people like, but for some reason it resonates with me. Um, and so I think that's a good one too, is mm -hmm. a good one for you guys to take home. Um, I love that one. Looking for some affirmations also. Affirmations are key. Mm -hmm. Keep telling it to yourself because you'll believe it. You don't believe it at first, but if you keep telling it to yourself, you're going to believe it. <laughs> Um, I mean, for the most part, I think too, I actually wanted to read something. Can I read something? Please. Sorry. And then um, I think, um, finishing off with like some like little tips and stuff too, um, yeah. of what we do when we're, when we feel fear also is something we can finish with. And I liked this quote. This was from another book. Sorry guys. I'm Surprise. Surprise. I'm just, um, I'm just quoting things, but, um, it stuck with me and, um, it says there's a person out there right now with less inborn talent, privilege, and luck than you, but who has nevertheless achieved more simply because they were willing to fight harder for it. And I know that doesn't necessarily say anything about fear, but I think that that whole fighting harder for You're fighting it through the fear, right. And mm -hmm. I feel like that just kind of stuck with me. Um, and I thought that, that was an important thing to read. That's really good. I like that a lot. It was kind of motivating. So I thought it would be a good way to end. Uh, I love that. Um, yeah. And in terms of like um, takeaway messages and things that you can kind of do, like we had said a little bit, like doing one small thing a day that maybe you're a little bit fearful of. Mm -hmm. Um you, I think too, like an important thing is starting to notice the conversations that you say to yourself, right? And like the things that you're telling yourself. I think too, taking care of yourself is important. But I, do you have anything like I'm trying to think of? Yeah. So another thing that was coming up for me too with like um, when we're talking about the stress response, like when you're fearful or something, that's when you have that activated, right? And Libby was also talking about, um, um, how scientifically, like on, on that physical level, the only way that they know that we can get back into the parasympathetic system is by having the longer exhalations. And so when you're, um, being breath aware, your diaphragmatic breathing, um, so when you like start to be more breath focused and you become more aware, so you can do this exactly what you're saying, finding things like, so you can do it through yoga, Pilates, Tai Chi. It can be simple in the morning, taking a bigger, deep breath. When you open the windows, it could be anything, but like being more aware of your breath um, and having those longer exhales, I think um, is helpful for people to know that, yeah, it's, it actually chemically can activate the rest, digest, repair and reproduce system. Um, and then you're more, your body's more efficiently working from that place. Right. And, and so I know for me, sorry, sorry. no, like box breathing too, right? It's like, yes, breathe in so there's before. so many different kinds. And like, even in my work, we use this a lot with kids. Um, but something that works for me myself is like doing the nostril breathing, like one, I hold one. And then like, when I'm really like anxious or something's like big, then I'll, I do the one nostril and then the other nostril. I don't know if you've ever tried that, mm -hmm. um, box breathing, you know, there's like for kids, it's like the five finger breathing or the star breathing, we call it. Um, there's so many different great things, but that's a really great way that you can let your body know that I'm okay. I, like if you are, if, if you're okay and you're safe, you can let your body know that I'm okay. I am safe. 
mm-hmm. um, and change that and turn and turn that switch off kind of a thing. Right. And that's to, to fight through that fear and then do those things you're talking about. I think breath work is such an amazing tool and it's such an underrated thing right now. And I think always that, available to us too. Oh my, like I, like I, I can't talk highly enough about breath work and how much it's helped me in situations, not even in situations of like stress or fear or anything like that. Even just doing it daily, like you can go on YouTube and you can look up breath work mm-hmm. and it's, it's great. It really is like, it's super great. Like whether it's box breathing, whether it's the one nostril, whether whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, I highly, highly, highly recommend people to do that. Cause I like it, that's something that I've been really into this, like last year, mm-hmm. coming into this year, I'm still practicing it, but it's, it is awesome. Mm-hmm. But we will have some of those tips too in that PDF. For so sure. um, we recommend everyone to head over again to our Instagram page and um, give us a follow. And we can't wait to um, talk to you guys in the future about the next episodes. We're super yeah. excited. And we want to thank everybody for listening. It means the world to us. And we hope that you face your fears and that you take one step in the direction to um, kind of achieving your goals. And uh, if you're looking for a sign, this is it. Yeah. Yeah.